Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Bi-Weekly Asset Allocation Report for April 18, 2022. I'm Phil Antler. While the U.S. Federal Reserve appears to be in the early stages of raising interest rates and shrinking its balance sheet with the goal of reining in inflation, something quite different is happening in Japan. And today we'll discuss the implications of Bank of Japan policy and why U.S. investors should take notice. Our guest is Confluence Investment Management Market Strategist Patrick Ferrin Hernandez. Patrick, from what I understand, the Bank of Japan has been for years battling not inflation, but deflation and trying to stimulate the Japanese economy by keeping interest rates low. Is that an oversimplification? No, Phil, you're exactly right. Japan has been battling against deflation, in other words, outright declines in consumer prices, for more than a quarter of a century, since shortly after the end of Japan's bubble economy in 1989. Falling prices may sound pretty attractive to Americans, especially with uh, today's extremely high inflation, but falling prices can be very bad for an economy. For one thing, falling prices tend to discourage investment and wage gains. If prices are falling, employees want to cut wages rather than increase them. Another issue is that falling prices tend to hurt debtors. Say you're a farmer and you borrow a bunch of money to buy seeds and plant your crop. Well, falling prices for that crop might mean that you don't have the income to pay your debt and you're in trouble. In any case, Persistently flat or declining prices in Japan have been a big problem, so the Bank of Japan has been keeping interest rates low in order to combat them. And the term for Japan's policy is yield curve control? Yes, and the term reflects the fact that the BOJ is trying to control interest rates all along the spectrum of maturities, from super short-term to long-term. It all started in 2016, when it became clear that the previous strategy of cutting just short-term interest rates and buying up assets wasn't working. Inflation still wasn't up to the BOJ's target of 2%. In an innovative new approach, the BOJ said it would would henceforth hold short-term interest rates super low, currently minus one-tenth of a percent, but it would also buy as many Japanese government bonds as necessary to keep their yield at zero percent. That's the essence of yield curve control. And has the Bank of Japan been successful at stimulating the Japanese economy? Sadly for the Japanese, economic performance hasn't changed much. The country's economic growth has remained sluggish, and inflation has stayed weak in spite of the yield curve control policy. Patrick, how has inflation around the world, caused by the coronavirus, supply bottlenecks, and the Ukraine war, impacted inflation within Japan? Well, as in many countries, the coronavirus pandemic pushed Japan's annual inflation way down in 2020. Year-over-year inflation in December 2020 was 1.2%, marking its lowest level in almost a decade. As in other countries, Japanese inflation has since rebounded and still looks like it's accelerating, but it remains comparatively weak. In February, Japan's overall consumer price index was up just 0.9% year-over-year, or still less than half the Bank of Japan's target rate. That's a big contrast with the U.S., the Eurozone, and other economies, where inflation is now running two times or more the central bank's target rate. 
And what has been the Bank of Japan's response to the present situation? Well, that's the really notable thing. Rather than signaling tighter policy, the BOJ reiterated in its March 18th policy meeting that it would buy whatever amount of JGBs necessary to keep the 10-year yield near 0%. In other words, it said that even if the other major central banks are hiking their interest rates to rein in inflation, it would buy an unlimited amount of government bonds to keep yields steady. In other words, exactly the opposite of U.S. policy and also in contrast to what seems likely to occur in Europe. Has the BOJ response had an impact yet on Japan's economy? Well, keep in mind that the BOJ's current policy stance has been in place already for a long time, and the reiteration of that policy didn't change that. So there hasn't been any discernible impact in terms of actual economic growth or inflation, at least not yet. Well, how about the impact on Japan's currency? Well, that's exactly the right question. The foreign exchange market is the one place where the BOJ's March statement has had a big impact. After all, the foreign exchange market is where investors can bet on the future purchasing power of the currency. Immediately after the BOJ reiterated its intention to control the yield curve and keep longer-term bond yields steady at 0%, investors realized that the implication would be a potentially unlimited release of liquidity into the Japanese financial markets. The potential for a massive increase in the money supply raises the risk of currency debasement. So the yen's value plummeted. It's recently been trading at approximately 125 per dollar, which represents a decline of some 9% below its value at the end of 2021 and 20% below its value at the end of 2020. Patrick, is it possible that currency debasement might stimulate Japan's manufacturing economy by making its exports very cheap? To some extent, that's right. However, it's important to remember that Japanese companies have long ago moved much of their production to other countries. Physical exports just aren't that important to the economy compared with the way they used to be. For Japanese investors, the weaker currency may be a positive since the profits from overseas production will be bigger when translated into yen. A bigger issue for the domestic economy may be that the weaker currency will make imports more expensive which will boost inflation to some extent and help bring price increases closer to the BOJ's target of 2%. What are the dangers to Japan of currency debasement? Well, if a fear of currency debasement pushes down the value of the yen too far, there's a potential for Japanese inflation to overshoot the BOJ's target eventually. In that case, the central bank at some point would face pressure to ratchet up interest rates again. The overall result could be a very volatile market for the yen and Japanese stocks and bonds. So what are the implications of the Bank of Japan's policy for investment strategy? Well, given the historically high levels of debt weighing on major countries around the world and growth challenges from falling birth rates, etc., we think the Federal Reserve and other major central banks could also be tempted to adopt yield curve control in the coming years, just as the BOJ has. If their current efforts to fight inflation aren't successful and longer-term bond yields start to drift higher, the central banks may decide that they can't afford to acquiesce. 
class. Like the BOJ, they could decide to sit on yields, implying that they would also have to be open to unlimited bond purchases and money creation. Currency values in those countries would be at risk. In other words, if higher rates do not reduce inflation in the U.S., you can foresee a time when the U.S. Federal Reserve might engage in its own yield curve control. That's exactly right. And how likely is this? Well, I don't think it's possible to quantify the risk, but let me put it this way. The risk is real enough that it probably should call for at least a small insurance policy to deal with it. Many investors, fearful about higher inflation or a devalued currency, would likely try to hedge their bets by purchasing physical stores of value like gold, silver, and other commodities. Patrick, Confluence Investment Management has already raised its exposure to commodities in several of its asset allocation strategies. Do you think there's a good chance your analysts might continue to increase exposure to commodities? Yes. Uh, as far as we can see, inflation pressures are likely to remain high for the foreseeable future, while high debt levels will likely require the Fed to keep a lid on longer-term bond yields. In that environment, yield curve control and currency debasement concerns will remain top of mind for investors, and that's likely to keep commodity prices well bid for some time to come. Thank you, Patrick. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We wish to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice, and this information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler. Phil Adler